0: The following audio is from Fathom Church in downtown Littleton, Colorado. More information about Fathom can be found at fathomchurch.org. Hey, good morning, church. Good morning. good morning. Good to see most of you. Good to see all of you. We're going to start that over. Let's start now. Good morning. It's great to see all of you. Good to see all of you online as well. Um, boy, it's a holiday weekend, huh? Yeah. Hey, I'm so glad you all are here at church this morning. Um, it's it's going to be a great morning. But if you don't know me, uh, I'm Kyle Knight, and the youth and digital minister here. Um, I, I'm up here to preach this morning. Uh, Pastor Chris has some time off this weekend. <laughs> I, <laughs> if you haven't been around... Um, that, the reason why I think people are laughing is the reason why I laughed when he um, took this weekend off after he had 12 weeks off um, this summer, uh, but I, that's okay. Um, Chris is enjoying family time at the ranch like they always do on Labor Day weekend, so, um, but we're glad that he is back from sabbatical. But um, you got me this morning, and and really, this morning, we're kind of in a weird place. If you've been around here for the last few weeks or so, Um, Chris just got back from his sabbatical, but he's taken the last few weeks to sort of talk about what he's learned over sabbatical Um, in this uh, sermon series, uh, What I've Learned. Uh, and and we're kind of in this weird week because next week uh, we're going to be starting our Ephesians study, which we're really, really excited about. This is our fall sermon series. And so like now we're in this weird, uh, weird time of doing a sort of like a mini kind of topical series if you've been with us the last few weeks. But um, we're going to kind of get back into what we normally do, which is uh, preach through the text, scripture by scripture, uh, uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, Ephesians coming up, uh, Next week, so we're really excited about that. Hopefully, you all join us next week as we really sort of kick off the fall. But, um, but since the last few weeks, uh, Pastor Chris has kind of taken the last few weeks to talk about what he learned on sabbatical, just some of the things he has learned on sabbatical. I thought, um, I would get up here and share a little bit, um, about what I learned while Pastor Chris. Um, was on sabbatical. Um, I learned that I need a sabbatical now um, that it's not yeah you know, I don't get one. Um, (Laughter) Uh, but, uh, so I, I thought I would kind of add one more sermon to this, to this sermon series, okay? Um, what I learned as Pastor Chris was out on sabbatical, really like, as we continued to do things here, um, we were if you were around this summer, we, we continued doing what we normally do. Um, Sunday after Sunday, worship services, our church-wide events, um, we had Fathom Academy classes, uh, continuing just in the, the mission of God's church, and that's what we did um, and one of the things that I learned while Pastor Chris was on sabbatical this summer, really like the main thing that I want to focus on and talk about this morning is something that I feel like in today's kind of in today's world in American culture, especially in our society it's really it's sort of looked at as like a, a good thing, like a positive thing, a successful thing even and I'm going to kind of argue that um that this can kind of be a trap for us um, if we're we're not careful. Uh, And what I wanna talk about is what I learned this summer, and I wanna talk about the topic of busyness, okay? Busyness, being busy. And and not not just a little busy, but like being overly busy, having so much to do, filling our schedules with things, having long checklists, long to-do lists, those sorts of things, and and honestly, like it, like you probably know this, but like in today's world, like being busy can often be seen as like a good thing, right? As like a good thing. So like like for example, if you if you're out to dinner and you see somebody that you haven't seen in a while, um, and and they they kind of ask you, or if you're like out here uh, and you're meeting somebody in at church that you haven't seen in a while in our hallway, and you're um, you say like, hey, how are things? Like how how's it going? Like how are things? And you might. Uh, get the get the response, or you might be giving the response. Oh, you know, just so busy, super busy. Um, this like this literally happened to me. Like, like we had a family thing uh, last night, and I hadn't seen some of our family in a long time. And I asked them like, how How's it going? And they're like, really busy. No, like, no joke, just really, really busy, super busy, getting all things done, no breaks. Like, getting a lot, lot, lot of work uh, done, but just super busy. And then a lot of the times the response back to that, I don't know if you've gotten this, is, oh, well, well, that's a good problem to have, right? That's, that's a good problem that Hey, it's better than the opposite, right? It's better than the opposite. Um, I don't know if you've gotten that before, but I have, like, when just when, you're, when your life is so jam-packed full of things, full of projects at, at work, um, from early morning till late at night at the office. Like you're going, going, going every single day. You come home though. And then it's like, um, you're, you're feeding the kids. You're doing like house projects. Um, you're trying to get the, the kids to do their homework, and getting the kids to bed. And then maybe you do a little bit more work at the end of the day. Um, and then you're finally getting in to bed super late just to get five, four or five hours of sleep just to wake up and do it all over again. And um, when someone hears how busy you are, it's almost like, especially here, it's almost like a pat on the back, like, a, like a, oh, that's, that's, that's good. It's kind of seen as like a, a badge of honor these days to be really busy. It's good to be busy. I mean, especially if you're like, if, if you're working, if you're owning your own business, especially like that means business is booming, right? If you're busy, things are going well, Right, again, like if somebody said to you, well, at least it's not the opposite, right? At least you're not getting that business. And it's seen as as sort of a good thing when we're constantly going and going and going, just being busy and busy and busy. And I wanna read uh, you this uh, this quote from Eugene Peterson. For those of you who know Eugene Peterson is, he says this, he puts busyness like this. Busyness is the enemy of spirituality, It is essentially laziness. It is doing the easy thing instead of the hard thing. It is filling our time with our own actions instead of paying attention to God's actions. And, you know, I just want to say like this, like this, this was me this, this summer. I'm going to be honest uh, up, up here today. Like this was me this summer. I was busy, busy, busy. And I know like a lot of you are too. And you like, you might um, relate to this and not just from this summer, but maybe it's the season you're at right now. And, you know, the, the thing I really learned about this, uh, this summer while, while Pastor Chris was on sabbatical uh, is this, this busyness thing, but although technically not a sin, right? Not a sin, like we don't, we don't see in scripture where it says, hey, being busy is a sin. Like that's not, that, that's not in there. It's not a sin. Um, we don't really see being like, like busy, in, uh, being a sin in the Bible. But however, what I learned is that busyness, although not a sin can be a trap for ourselves, a trap set for us that we might actually not even see at the moment, we might not even notice it being there, but if we're not careful, this busyness, this busyness can, can trap us and lead us to sinful reactions to our busyness. And so you see, like what I learned is that, that, that this thing of, of busyness is, is a trap for us in sin that could be barely noticeable at first. like it, it doesn't seem that bad right? It seems like it's, it's a success. It's even seen as a success. It gives you a pat on the back. But like, if we're not careful, we end up doing a little bit more and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And gradually, we actually probably get good at sort of managing our busyness, right? We get good at scheduling. We get good at doing all these things. We're able to handle more and take on more. And then all of a sudden, we're like so deep into it that we're just overwhelmed and, and business can just take over. And that's what leads us into sin. And so it's a trap. And it's, I, I believe it's a trap that we just rarely see coming sometimes. Like, um, like if you, if you remember uh, those, those wily e. Coyote cartoons, right? From back in the day, you know, what's great about YouTube is that everything's on YouTube now. And so even my son, um, has seen those on there. He's like, What's this? I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. You actually get to you can watch some good cartoons. But okay, uh, like Wiley e. Coyote setting traps for the Roadrunner, right? Okay, he sets traps for the roadrunner. You know, he first starts out as like 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 pretty savvy, pretty sneaky, like he'll paint paint that whole tunnel thing on the side of the, the mountain, right? To kind of make it look like it's a tunnel. Um, or he builds this elaborate like catapult thing that is just tied to a little wire that's going across the street that, that, that you would never even really see. Hopefully he doesn't notice it. Um, Roadrunner, as he's running through there. Um, but of course none of these end up working, right? Because Roadrunner's smart and Wiley Coyote's not that smart. Um, but these really don't end up working. So, as, as kind of the episode goes on, you see, you see these traps become more and more just sort of blatant and out there. Like, Wiley e. Coyote's just putting this giant bear trap in the middle of the road, then with like a, an apple pie in the middle of it. Just like, here it is. Like, he's not even trying, like, really just not trying hard anymore. He's like done being, being sneaky. Um, these traps just get like bigger and bigger and like more noticeable right? And, and I learned this summer about busyness and my schedule that although sometimes it makes us feel good about ourselves to be busy and getting things done and what we're accomplishing in our lives, like busyness could just trap us deeper and deeper, and that could lead to sin piling up in our lives and pulling us further and further away from God. And I'm sure you've been there before, and uh, maybe that was your summer, maybe that's you now, um, getting back into the fall, maybe that's literally your all, your whole, your whole life, and there's no breaks. Um, but uh, you know, like as I was reflecting on this summer and the things we did here at Fathom and all the the gatherings we had, we had all the all the growth that happened this summer. It reminded me of a of a story in one of the Gospels, and I'm sure um, if you've been around church for more than a minute you you know this story Um, you might remember this story that I just feel like it fit perfectly with my summer and maybe fits perfectly with um, a lot of you right now so that's what we're going to look at this morning I'm going to look at a story that you've probably uh, heard of now there's a lot of story this 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 story is about Mary and Martha Mary and Martha found in Luke, um, but there are a lot of stories about Mary and Martha, right? We we read a lot about them, them together, their relationships with, with Jesus. And I want to focus on one of those stories now um, that shows how being super, super busy, even when the busyness is, is good busyness, can ultimately lead to sin and, and honestly like pulling us further away from Jesus. So go ahead and open up your Bibles uh, to the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke chapter 10. There are uh, hardback black Bibles underneath every chair. I don't know what page it's on in there because I didn't look. So good luck. You can find it. Luke chapter 10. It's in there. Luke chapter 10. Get your phones or tablets out, whatever you need to. Um, to look up Luke chapter, chapter 10. We're going to start at verse 38. And I'm going to read this story and then we're going to break it down a little bit together. So Luke 10, starting in verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. So um, kind of just setting the, setting the scene a little bit right here. We've, we've got two sisters, right? We've got Mary and Martha. As, as Jesus is going around and teaching and doing what, what Jesus did, teaching and healing, all those um, sorts of things, he comes to the home uh, of Martha, and Martha invites him in uh, presumably not just Jesus, probably his disciples too, and probably maybe a crowd that was following them as well. Uh, invites her, invites all of them into her home for some some good foods, for some some drink, for some rest. Um, and and quickly here, focusing on Mary, we only see Mary's name kind of brought up a couple times, a little bit about uh, Mary, but it says she's she's her sister, Martha's sister, and all we know about her is that. Uh, she didn't really do much but sit at Jesus's feet and, and was learning from him and presumably just listening to him. And, and then we don't hear anything else until Jesus's response back to Martha, he mentions Mary. But um, I wanna move on to Martha and I wanna talk about something that I, I believe when we look at this story in scripture, we don't really focus a lot on, on this. and And what I mean by that is I wanna talk about Um, because Martha is really the most relatable person in this story for a a lot of us. And that's why we're talking about it this morning. But I want to talk about what Martha did right. Okay, I want to talk about what she did right first, because I feel like most of the time we read this. And if you've read this, like growing up in the church or that, you kind of know where this is headed. But we rarely talk about what she was doing right. And I want to kind of get into that. Um, but what, what, she was, what she was doing right, Martha was the one who invited Jesus, what we see, who invited Jesus and his people, the crowd, whoever he had, his disciples, into her house. And it says that, it says that Martha was, was distracted, yes, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but she was distracted with much serving, right? With, with much serving, and it shows us that Martha had the gift of hospitality, right? Right? that she invited people into her home. Like she must, she obviously loves to serve. Uh, she loves to, loves to cook a meal, loves to help them get, get all cleaned up, serve them as they're in her home. Martha is a servant and really a good one at that. And so hear me, I want to make this clear that, that Martha wasn't doing, what she was doing wasn't wrong, right? She was serving Jesus, Much serving, she was preparing the absolute best for Jesus. Like, just picture that if you invited Jesus now into your home, I'm sure, hopefully, we would be wanting to get together our absolute best for Jesus. So what she was doing was good, but in all of Martha's busyness and things and tasks she was doing, even the good busyness all of those things made her miss something, right? And she missed Jesus sitting right there in her house on her floor, just teaching. And this is where I I feel like we can relate to Martha. Like Martha, she let her busyness become a trap for her. Good busyness, good things, uh, because she was doing this all for Jesus, right? Right? Like she let all of those things, those this checklist of things she had to get done for even for Jesus, those projects, the cooking of the meal, all those hospitality things, she let those trap her into sin, and it showed with her reaction and her question and her 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 respond, her question to Jesus that we see here. And this is what I want to focus on the, this morning because what I learned this summer was a lot like Martha and And not in the good ways, honestly, not in the good ways of that that hospitality, that those those that good serving. as much as God showed me just how how busy my life was, like even even more so, He showed me like what can manifest from that. Like what can come out of just an overly busy? Life And I think there are two sort of outcomes to this sort of uh, manifestations, outcomes of this busyness that we see here in this Mary and Martha story that I believe can become a trap for us into sin. Um, Traps are really just that are just even worse than just a little busyness. And these things can kind of rear their ugly heads and, and, and in our lives when our lives become too busy. And I saw this in me this summer. And, and maybe you've been in that the same position and maybe you're there. But maybe you're there and you don't realize it yet. Maybe you're just able to kind of manage that busyness. You don't see it yet. You don't see that trap Coming like like the Roadrunner does in most of those cartoons, and so um, I want to make my first point here that what I what I found in this uh, in this in this story what really relates to me um, and this summer and in, in just being really extra busy this summer while Pastor Chris was on sabbatical, like I learned one of the outcomes of an overly busy life, one of the traps that we can fall into that this busyness can lead us to if we're not careful. Busyness can make us easily distracted, easily distracted. If we're not careful, busyness can make us easily distracted. Now, um, if you've read this story before, I think you know, like this is kind of the most, like this is the main point that everybody kind of talks about. This is kind of the main takeaway from this story, how easily distracted Martha was the entire time Jesus was just sitting on her own living room floor, but again, it says in verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving, right? With much serving. We see Martha first doing good things, right? She was distracted, yes, by, but she was distracted with much serving, and serving is good. And so that's, I feel like, something right there that we could take away from this, right? That even if you're doing good, good things, All the good things, even if your to-do list is all about serving others, all of that, you could still be overly busy with the good things and become easily distracted and it can turn into not so good things. And now I wanna look really quickly at that word. I wanna break it down a little bit more even, go a little bit deeper into this, look at this word, distracted, distracted. Okay, because distracted for a lot of us and in today's world, it, there's so many different levels of distracted, right? Like there's different levels of that. And most times we use it sort of like flippantly, like it's, oh, like just a little bit. Um, like maybe I wasn't listening or something like, oh, yeah, it's like, sorry, I was, I was distracted. Wife, I wasn't really um, listening to you. Don't laugh at that because that means you've, you've done that before, um, But maybe maybe we just come a little bit distracted like that. Or, um, hey, when you're in class and you've got a window to the outside and it's a nice day and you're just daydreaming and staring out the window and the teacher's like, "Uh, hey, how's it going? Like, are you good? And you just say, oh, sorry, I was a little distracted, right? We get a little distracted. And we might actually say here for Martha, well, she was just a little distracted. Like I've I've been there. I've been there. She was just a little distracted. That's fine. And well, I want to, I want to look at that word distracted because it means something different than just a little, right? That word distracted in the Greek is perispao, okay? Perispao, which translates to draw away or being dragged or pulled in another direction. That's the word that's used here that Martha was distracted, being dragged and pulled in another direction. Direction. Martha's busyness was distracting her, but it was dragging her and pulling her in another direction. Like to me, that sounds like a little bit more serious than just a little distracted, right? She's being dragged or pulled away from from what? From who? Well, from Jesus sitting there on her on her floor. She was allowing these things she needed to get done, these, these good things that she was like doing her absolute best, putting her absolute best together for Jesus to serve Jesus. She allowed those things to distract her, to pull her away from the savior that was sitting on her floor. And and to be honest, like this, like this was me a lot of the summer. And, and like like most of the time, really, not just this summer, like this. This was me and there were some days and, and weeks where things were just like so busy and I was so easily distracted from really anything, let, let alone Jesus. Um, and hear me, like I was working at a church, right? And so, so doing good things, right? Like, like I feel like I was being, being still pulled away from just being with Jesus. But you know, I, had, I had things to do even though working at a church and everything, which to me just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. I thought, I didn't think that could happen, but like Martha was distracted by serving and doing good things. Like I was, I was writing sermons and I was uh, uh, sending emails and planning youth events and hanging out with with our youth and meeting people, planning Sunday services, all good things, right? Like I thought for sure, like I'd, I'd stay close to Jesus. Like it just makes sense when you're doing things for him that you're like, you'll, you'll be close to Jesus, but, again, I learned that no matter, like, what your busyness is filled with, if it comes, if your life becomes so busy, good, or not so good things, it can easily trap you into being too distracted from what it's all about, and that's Jesus, and that, that was me this, this summer, and, you know, again, I thought, like, hey, I'm literally, like, serving Christ's body, like, the, like, the church, like, I'm, I, I'm teaching, and all this other kind of stuff, like, that, like I'm close to Jesus, right? It just like makes sense. But I wasn't sitting with Jesus sometimes. Like I wasn't focused on him. He was in the room. He was in the room. He was close by, but there were so many times where I got trapped into doing all these things that I just didn't see him there. And so you see church, like like if we're easily distracted from spending quality time with Jesus, actually sitting in his presence looking at him in the face, just being with him. Like maybe we need to question if we're too busy in our lives, like if we have too much on our plates. So I want, I want you to think about it, church, because I know a lot of you are there right now. Like, are you, are you so busy right now that you're being distracted with spending time with Jesus? You're being pulled away from Jesus and I mean, spending real time with him, right? Not just doing things for him, and that distraction could be coming from the be, it could be coming from the best place in your heart. You could be hospitable and hosting people. You could be serving in three different areas of the church. Like you could be watching your neighbor's kids three days a week to give them a break. You could be working extra hours at work to, to help provide for your family and support for your family. like, I get that. I get that we want to serve and and provide for our families and we want to serve our neighbors and our church. And heck, like, where would we be? Like, we wouldn't be a church without the Marthas here at, at church, right? Like, we need Marthas at the church, those people who are faithful in serving the church's needs. But, like, isn't there just no greater hospitality than just listening to your guests and being there with your guests. If all of those things pull you and drag you away from spending time at Jesus's feet, they, they're pointless. Like we've missed the mark if we're letting those things distract us from Jesus. So, so I, I'm asking, like, what, what could that be for you? Like, what is that for you? Those things that are just piling up and piling up that maybe you don't notice it. Maybe you haven't noticed yet because you're pretty good at keeping it all together and juggling all those things. Maybe that's a skill for you, but um, what is taking your attention away from Jesus? Like, what is more important to you right now? We always like kind of talk about this, like, man, like you'll, you can see what's important to somebody in their life with, with what they're spending their most time on, their their most energy with, so what is that to you? What are what are those important things that are that are taking the spot of just being with Jesus and hanging out with him? Um, and, and, and next my, my, my next point is like just like being easily distracted is a trap that busyness can kind of uh, can kind of have us fall into. The second thing I learned um, this summer from just having a busy busy life is that if we're not careful. Busyness can make us easily annoyed. Ain't ain't that the truth, right? Yeah. I'm glad you had that reaction because like that's, that's all of us, right? A busy life can just make us annoyed and frustrated and angry. And we see here that Martha, Martha was so annoyed that she brought these things to Jesus, right? She was annoyed that her sister Mary... She was annoyed at Mary because she wasn't helping her get everything done. Hey, fair. Like that that's fair. Like I read that and I go, yeah, that makes sense. Mary should probably be helping her out. Like help? Help her? I like I get that. And it says, "But she was so distracted with much serving and she went to Jesus and said this, verse 40, "Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me." So not only was Martha annoyed with her sister, and rightfully so, I think, maybe. But Martha was annoyed with Jesus as well. Like, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you caught that. She said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Like, that sounds a little bit like she's, she's telling Jesus what to do, right? We've never been there before, Um Martha's list of things that she needed to accomplish, even though it was for Jesus, made her angry and frustrated and annoyed, not only with her family, her sister, but with Jesus. She got annoyed with the people that she was closest to. Jesus, don't you care? Like, how, how often do we get annoyed with people in general? <laughs> A lot. Um, especially when we're distracted and stressed and busy and then how often does that sort of annoyance and anger turn towards God like god do you do you even care like god what are you even doing tell her to help me like do something for me will you and i'll tell you what like i again i'm not like i'm not proud of this for like this summer like when i was I was just so like, busy and stressed in general. Like, like I get short with people, right? I'm sure that's that's most of us, right? Like it ends up, and the, the bummer is it ends up being the people that you love the most and that are the closest to you. Like this summer, like I would just get short and annoyed with my with my family, with my kids, right? And I know most parents are like, well, that's just parenting, right? That's just parenting, but it's different when it comes from a place of stress and and worry and and busy. And when your focus is elsewhere on other things, like you get like, annoyed with your kids and you get short with them. I got short with my wife too and just taking frustrations and stress and busyness just out on her and my family and just learning that busyness is that trap that can lead us down that path of anger, of frustration, of annoyance. And that really manifests in those closest to you that, that you take it out on and those who don't deserve it. And then we take it out on on God, right? And you ever been mad and annoyed with God? Maybe you're there right now and you're maybe just like, well, God, like you're still not doing this thing for me. How many of those times was it because we were just so busy and distracted and worried and stressed? And we see here, Martha got annoyed with Jesus because he thought like, she thought that he didn't care about her. Jesus, like, don't you care? Don't you care that she's not helping me? Like, don't you care what's going on? Well, I guess you don't because, like, I'm over here doing all these things and my sister's just sitting there not helping me at all. It seems like you care more about her because you're not saying anything. You don't care about me, Jesus. And our our annoyances and our frustrations to God is because we're so focused on everything else. We just don't take that time to stop and realize that Jesus is there sitting on our floor in front of us. Like, is that you today? Maybe that's that's you today. Just so easily annoyed with someone or, or things, whether it's at work or whatever it is, the list of things you have to do. Maybe you're annoyed with God about it, and maybe you're just like, man, I just need to like have a seat and relax and chill. And like the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. I feel like that is the verse for these moments, being still. Like we need to let Jesus care for us. And to do that, we need to, I feel like we need to be less busy, less distracted, less pulled away from him, less annoyed and angry with others and with him because Jesus is just waiting there. He's just he's just sitting there waiting to care for us, but other things get in our way. You know the thing um, the thing we have to remember is that um, in this we see Martha kind of saying to to Jesus like you don't care about me seems like you care about Mary more. But we have to remember that Jesus does care about us, and especially when we're trapped in our in our busyness. We're trapped in our busy lives and he responds to our busyness by, by showing that he cares for us. I feel like in a couple ways that we can see here in the story of, of Martha and Mary. And these are the two ways I feel like he shows us that he cares for us in our busy times, even when we don't, we don't acknowledge him and we're too busy with other things. I feel like he does this, like we know he cares for us in our busy times because he rebukes us. Right. He rebukes us for being busy. Right. You ever you ever hear that like um, somebody cares for you when they'll call you out on something. Right. Like parents, you get that. Right. If you have parents, you get that. And that's like the hard thing for us to learn is that, oh, this person's telling me when I'm wrong or calling me out on something that I'm doing wrong or where I'm at or whatever, because they care for me. I mean, that's what we're trying to teach our son now is like, hey, when, we're, when, we, when we give you consequences and those sorts of things, like that's because we care for you. As hard as that is for us, we see here that Jesus rebukes Mary, right? Like after, or rebukes Martha after Martha says, Lord, do you not care that my sister's not even helping me? Like tell her then to help me. Jesus is pretty much saying, Martha, calm down, listen the problem here is not your sister. The problem here is not Mary. Actually, the problem here is not even me. I'm not the problem, Martha. You are the problem. And guess what, Martha? Like, your problem is not just that you're busy. Your problem is your worry about this. He says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, and I just learned like the more you worry, the more anxious, the more, you're, the more you worry, the more you're anxious, the busier you get. And that worry is just like the bait in the trap of busyness. It traps you in it. Like when we start to worry about other things, other people. It drives us to be just busier and busier with things. And you know, the problem isn't your coworker. The problem isn't your family member. The problem uh, like isn't God and you trying to like telling him what to do and he's not listening. The problem is is you and in, in your in your worry. And we have this busy problem because we have a worry problem about all of this. And you know, the one of the reasons why like I was, they're so busy this summer and distracted and, and made me annoyed and angry sometimes because I was just worried about so much. Just constantly worrying about things. And like, is that you? Is, are, are you a worrier that you're always worrying about things? You just feel like that just makes me even more busy or annoyed. Like Jesus shows us that he cares by, by setting us straight, right? It's, it's no one else's fault. Worry is the problem. And he says, remember, I've told you countless times to not worry, to give me your worries even, to to cast your cares and your worries on me. So why are you worrying? I'm, I'm just here. I'm here to take those worries. Just give them to me so you're not so busy and you can spend time with me. And the other thing that, the other way we know from this passage that Jesus cares about us in our times of being so busy is he reminds us to trust him. He reminds us to trust him. This, like this summer, I was learning that, that trusting Jesus is really what kept me out of that worry and that busyness. And listen, Mary trusted Jesus. Martha was just too busy doing other things to trust him. Mary trusted Jesus and, and knew where to go and what to do. And Martha just sort of stayed distracted with her things. Mary trusted Jesus to get close to Jesus at his feet. And Martha was just off on her, on her own, doing her own thing. And Mary trusted Jesus enough to listen to him so, she could te- so he could tell her what to do. And Martha was just telling Jesus to listen to her so she could tell him what to do. Like we see here that Mary trusted Jesus. And so Jesus reminds us to trust him because Jesus has something better for us. That's better than all of our busyness, all of the things that we have to fill our days with that we're distracted by. And he says, hey, Mary, remember, Mary has chosen the good portion. She has trusted me, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus gives us, Himself, Like he's, he's there sitting and waiting patiently for us to notice him, to focus on him, to just sit with him. And so I wanna like wrap up our, our morning with kind of a, a challenge to you, church. Um, and, he, and hear me, like, busyness is a problem. Like, being too busy is definitely definitely an issue. It's definitely a problem. It's a problem because um, of what it does to us, the kind of people it turns us into, um, the kinds of, of of Christians we kind of become uh, when we're just going and going and going, being busy, busy, busy. So, yeah, the solution might be to just be less busy, okay? But... but Hear me, I understand that Like that, sometimes that just doesn't work. That just doesn't work with us, right? To just be less busy, to just take things off our schedule and just free up that time, take things off our plate, stop doing so much. Just be, but maybe, maybe that is your solution is to just do less. But I think the real solution here isn't just taking things off our plate and freeing up our schedule I do think the, the real solution is we need rest and real, real rest, like real rest that can only be found sitting with our savior, being close to him, being focused on him and him alone so that he can teach us things, being, because he is offering us that rest. And how, and how do I know that? Well, from the, the scripture that was read over, over us at the beginning of, of service in, in Matthew 11, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like, do you need rest today, church? Like real, real rest. Is your burden heavy? Are you laboring too much? Are you too busy, too distracted, too annoyed? Do you need real rest? Jesus says, come to him. He's sitting on your living room floor offering you that's, that rest. Rest. So let's take him up on that rest. Will you pray with me, church? Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for being, being present, being here. God, just sitting here waiting for us to come to you, God, to give you give us what we we so desperately desire and we need and that's just rest in you. God, I I, I pray that if we are just in that place in life, whether it's a season of life or whether it's just um, our life in general and just everyday life, if it's just so, so busy for us from sunup to sundown, God, that we just have everything just packed into every single day that we just don't have time for you, God, I pray that, that you meet us where we're at right now. God, that, that, you, that you rebuke us for that. You tell us, hey, we are too busy. God, even if it's good things, even if we're filling our time with serving you and serving your church and, and being with other people, God, if we are too focused on that, we, that we miss time sitting at your feet, God, we're doing it wrong. So Jesus, I just pray that if if that's us, I pray that we can come to you, that we could sit at your feet this morning. Jesus, that we can can give you our our busy days, our busy lives, our, our worry, our stress, our annoyances, our anger, everything that stems from just being so busy and not focused on you. God, I pray that we can give you those things today. God, and accept your rest for us. God, you, you you call us to, to give you our cares and our worries and, and give them all to you. And I just pray that we do that today, God. And God, maybe there's things in our lives that we need to stop, that we just need to take a break from, that we need to get off our schedule. Yes, God, but um, I pray that we go to you for your rest that you promise us. God, so give us give us rest as we're as we're just in this. We're even in a in a holiday weekend, uh, you know. S- s- for for most of us, this might be a time to just like take a little break. But some of us we can't. God and I just pray that you you help us realize that, so we don't fall into this trap of busyness. God, God help us come before you, even in this time right now, and give you those things that distract us from you, Jesus. We thank you for for being here for sitting here and caring for us. And we love you, Jesus. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.